Hi, I'm Mr. Substance. You're listening to the Fly Fidelity podcast. I'm a boom back producer from Cardiff on Bar Picasso Records. You can catch all of my latest releases with Joe Blow, Alpha Ego, and with Blue City called Mind Map on all major streaming platforms. Plenty to come in the future. First, I say, what we're going to do. Then you say, I don't know. What do you want to do? What we're going to do, what you want to do. I have an idea. You're going to dig this. The Fly Fidelity Podcast is the solution. It's the best. Check it out. You want to get super fly, fly. Details just ahead. Do you love credible content, but, but, but hate how long you have to wait? And who wants super thick and frothy dumpster juice with rat corpses in it? There's a better way. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly. Fly. Fly Fidelity. Fidelity. Fly Fidelity Podcast. Fly Fidelity, baby. Fidelity, baby. Fidelity. With your host, Luke Bailey. What's going on and welcome to another episode of Fly Fidelity featuring special guest Mr. Substance. On this episode we talk about his recent projects with Blue City and Joe Blow. We also talk about the future on Barbacasa of which includes several collaborations and so much more. Enjoy the conversation. For anybody that doesn't know and isn't familiar with your come up and story, I wanted to start with a history lesson and us, of course, going back for those that don't know your story. Can you speak to any particular moment in time or in hip hop that set you towards this journey as Mr. Substance? Um, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, well, I my, my father was in the military, so I lived out in Germany. Um, and you had these, uh, they're called American PXs out there. And used to go there and it's like quite cheap sort of uh, stuff. And it and basically enabled me to take my, what I thought was a small amount of pocket, pocket money and go and buy my first CD player. Right. And it was one of the old ones, the Sony ones with a blue button, which is the bass booster button, um, which, you know, rocked my world at that time. And um, mm. it just so happened to just, I don't know why it was. I picked up the CD, I think, because it said MTV on it, but I got MTV Party to Go Hits Volume 1. And it had um, the only two tracks I remember on it was that I like big butts and I cannot lie. That was on there. Um, and then surprisingly, there was House of Pain Jump Around, but it was the, I don't know if you've ever heard the Pete Rock remix of, of it. Of course, one of the best yeah. remixes of all time. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, so that was, that was the taste, um, basically. Um, I think my first my first three CDs I owned like are a good indicator of where the journey went because one was that one there was Wu Tang um, uh, Wu Tang the W uh, Forever sorry um, the album and also a Glenn Miller jazz CD which I bought at a tribute concert um, so yeah that was the first that was the first time I really like sought it out. Right. And would there be any artists who would have pushed you in terms of you exploring sound specifically? Um, what do you mean within, within like hip hop or just uh, musically in general? Just musically in general, as well as um, hip hop. In the, in, its, in its first, in the first place, it would have been just the jazz CD or some big band CD, which was Glenn Miller, 
So I used to play the saxophone when I was younger and so naturally like really enjoyed all that sort of stuff. So started enjoying all those sounds and then um I remember I remember really early on listening to to Wu Tang and then Tribe Called Quest um was just another one of my earliest memories. Can can I kick it of course. And then just through those just started, you know, exploring it and um you know looking into it more and more and yeah, went that way with it really. Um and uh, I think, um, yeah, it's quite difficult to remember, mate, because I don't, I don't remember having many sort of hip hop minded friends younger, grown up. They just, it just sort of came about it, and uh, it was even to the point where my grandma, who's Belgian, was sending me like French hip hop CDs and stuff. For my Amazing. Birthday. Yeah, and there's some really good stuff out there. Like I had like old CDs off like Alliance Ethnique and Cod Killer, and you know, who were doing little collabs with Wu Tang, surprisingly, on some of the on some of the CDs. So, That's right. Yeah. Where does your journey with Cardiff hip hop begin? What would have been your earliest memories of Cardiff hip hop? So, I'm gonna say um, I was in I was in halls of residence with uh, Killer Tomato, um, who's the GLC tour DJ and really good scratcher. And I used to go over his um, and just pass him instrumental vinyl, it was like a primo one he had and the Pete Rock ones. And um, he just used to scratch over the top of him. Used to love it. And then. So if he got me down to, um, I think it was the, yeah, the original Toucan for the hunting season nights. Classic. Um, yeah, so it was so it was so dope, man. I love it, and um, used to love going to them basically. And you know, f- from that, just, I mean, it, that's the thing with Cardiff. It's 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 quite a difficult story to tell because, like most of my friends and community and everyone I've known and grown up through Cardiff has been music orientated in some way. So right. there's just so many like it's like a massive web. Do you know what I mean? All I all I do know is on my musical journey, Cardiff was like a profound impact more than anywhere else, you know. We're talking about a foundation for your skills, aren't we? This is where you honed your skills as a DJ and as a producer. Let's go back as a DJ. When does the DJ come in, in come into the picture? When do you start DJing and doing events? Um, I got into DJing like when I was in school when I was like seventeen, I okay. think. And I got I got my first set of belt drive decks cam belt drive decks i think it was nice um and yeah i think i think the first vinyls i had my dad bought me like mambo number five and i had alice dj better off alone which i could double drop savagely you know six months later it just wasn't pretty to listen to you know but um <laughs> yeah i just got into that and then um you know when i came to came to uni and that i just i was i always worked in bars and yeah. you know i ended up working in a bar that had a house night and started started playing house and in, in the same stead, started working in another bar and, you know, met met local Dave Shaw, who runs um, app, who ran Aperture and Concrete Junglist, and he said, oh, do you want to play at a drum and bass night? And so, so I started on that, and, you know, that was a DJing journey, really, and then, you know, weirdly, I've never I've never actually DJed hip-hop, I've always just produced that in the background, that's always been my first love, you know. Um, but yeah, I didn't shy away from, you know, drum and bass sets at three in the morning in Welsh club. I used to enjoy myself. It was good. Well, you mentioned uh, DJing, of course, back then. Were you aware of who Joe Blow was in the drum and yeah. bass scene back then? And is that how you first connected? I would imagine that would have been the first time you guys crossed paths, right? Yeah, so we would. I'm sure we would have played at some... We have had this conversation. I'm sure we would have played at some of the same nights and we know all the same people. And actually, musically, my first memory of Joe Bow was his Smoking Skills album, which he brought out. You know, right. The, it's a packet of Lambert's, wasn't it, on the front? And, That's right. You know, that was that was my first experience of him, you know, as a rapper. And I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's dope. And, you know, there's... Um, 
there's just there's there's so many people now. Like there was all there's dead residents then, and yeah. you had Optimus Prime, and obviously, you know, I always remember the first time I saw Jaffa and Buffalo doing like a can I kick it juggle, and you know my eyes lit up, and <laughs> all of these people, and now you know now I'm getting the opportunity to work with a lot of them, which is is crazy it's a blessing and here we are in 2021 you've got a trilogy about to drop with joe below one of which has released we're talking about the brand new ep alpha ego what can you tell me about that project um it didn't take long um i just uh, myself and joe just bonded creatively and personally just so well and just gets it basically and you know one of the few people on the planet i've met who i've sent beats to and he's sending me back recorded versus you know quicker than i can send in the next beat and stuff so um yeah we just the, the work rate just went up due to how keen we were to work with each other so you know one one track turned into an ep which you know only three or four weeks later became three eps um so yeah i mean he's great to work with and it's just quality and like we just said it's just so nice to you know find myself working with the people that you know boosted me and i looked up to when I, you know all those years ago and it goes back full circle doesn't it this is a 360 move for yourself it's very much back to the essence let's talk about the first track which you said turned into an ep what was the first track for this ep what was the starting point so the first the first track we did was he did a feature verse on a, on a uh, track that on uh, one of myself and k Souls's eps which hasn't released yet and we basically had a conversation off the back of that and uh, got you know the icebreaker was oh yeah do you, i remember you from back in the day and, and djing these various different nights and just got chatting and then just yeah just there, there was a back and forth of beats and he was just you know i was sending him beats and he was just loving him so much that he was going to write to him immediately and sending me back you know a text of his first 16 like, you know a couple of hours later and i was like i was like wow you know you can't really fuck with that work rate can you if, if he's yeah. that keen to work with my stuff then it's going to show in the recordings and just went with it mate you know uh, with no real plan and um, and yeah, I'm super proud with how it's turned out. The first one and the second two, I think they improve in every one. To be honest with you, I go nuts when the beat drops and I drop the crazy flow. These socks with my Reeboks when I'm on the radio. Twenty five gonna blunt rap, that must be the ratio. I'm on tag for the comeback, that is just the way it goes. My style's Hindu. In the archives, were underestimated every time. Tell the sparks fly, tell from the dark side, straight to your hard drive. I'm wild for the night, I tap jaws like a shark bite. I'm unexpected, complex, or regimented. Misunderstood, the hunger's good when your head's demented. Become invested. How do the sequels elevate what we hear with this first EP, which is available now streaming, of course, on all, on all platforms? What can we expect with these next two? Um, I think we've done like a pretty good job with this sort of like like just juxtaposition between quite almost quite dusty jazzy you know beats still with slapping drums and then but you know like the thing i love about joe is he he's quite he can be he's quite an aggy rapper yeah you know i wouldn't want to annoy him in, in <laughs> right, a battle bar against me do you know what i mean but he, he's got a way that he can deliver that over a beat that you wouldn't always maybe expect to have that sort of content over if you see what i mean absolutely um it's just his flows and his cadence and like you know the way he like rolls off he's just mate he's wicked like um and it's we haven't really followed any any path like i just i guess that the, the joe's really versatile you know i don't doesn't he doesn't prefer a certain type of beat off me so and you know through that i've actually he's actually pushed me to make some styles of boom bap you know quite empty 
baseline based ones, which I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have normally made. So, and as a producer himself, there's been, I think, a track on each EP where he's actually sent me a track and he's been like, oh, this is dope. Can you sample this? And then I've, I've gone and made a beat out of it, you know? So um, it's creatively, it's a little bit more than just him, him you know, rapping and me producing and that. And what, what's come of it isn't any particular like sonic journey, I'd say, but just 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 having fun just feeding off each other's enthusiasm really is is what it is and how it's come out is it's come out sort of thing you know we didn't sit down and make any plans got you i remember us having a talk we were having a conversation about this ep in its earliest formulation a couple of months ago and one mm. of the things i had said to you was how rejuvenated joe sounds on this project this is an elevated you know version of joe how do you think you've been elevated making this project with him how has he sparked an elevation from yourself how has he pushed you well, just, you know, there's there's the, the first and most obvious thing, which is like, wow, this dude that I, you know, looked up to and remember all his projects and stuff want, wants to work with me, like, yeah. you know, and I, he's the kind of guy that I was like, oh, it'd be sick if he was on my beats one day. No pressure, so there's right? That, there's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's that, there's that instant motivator, you know, and it's, um, and yeah, he just like, it's just, it's just a, a good chemistry of that. And I think it's, it's a hard one to answer. It just sort of yeah. works, you know, and, um, and I, yeah, I haven't really thought about it too much of because course. I'm a bit of an overthinker, so I lose myself then, you know, just let it happen. And I completely understand that, man. Um, you mentioned work rate and consistency just earlier. Yeah. You you also mentioned K-Source. How did you of link course. with K-Source for Train of Thought Volume 1, which is the first project you come out with before this CP? Yeah. Um, so we, it was basically just a, a Facebook post was put up by somebody looking for boom bap producers. And I, you know, I essentially just got added into a group and chucked a couple of beats in there and then come like K Souls basically just got back to me first of all. And, you know, we chatted and instantly got on. And then in the same, in the same way that Joe Blow does, you know, I was, I mean, we recorded like recorded and, and mixed 30 tracks during the first three month lockdown. So this guy was like send you know firing him back at me as quick as I was firing him at him, and it was you know the same, you know, a different sound than that, but a, you know really similar connection to what I have with Rob, you know. And yeah. So in the same way we rolled with it and ended up you know, putting so many tracks out, we've got about four EPs sat there waiting to go out next year, I think. So very dope. You mentioned mixing. How involved do you like to get with the overall mixing of your music? So I, I mix I mix all my tracks. Um, but I, I passed the mastering side of the process onto onto someone else, which is Dan Marshall, ah. Dan, a beat chef mastering. You know, everyone everyone has their own opinions, but in, in my eyes, um, mastering is a craft and a skill set in its own right. And, you know, I'm not going to, for somebody who does that five days a week, you know, um, I'm not going to mess with that. So I, I pass that part of the job on and, yeah, he does an amazing job and he does an analog master as well. So, you know, the sound's lovely and warm and that. And, nice. um, and yeah, and then, and, but yeah, all the mixing and stuff I do myself, definitely. It goes without saying that collaborations are a big part of your discography and what you do. How would you describe the appeal of doing these type of, you know, these types of one-off projects with other artists? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, if you listen listen to my my beats and stuff, they're like, you know, it's obviously obviously I love my nineties boom bap and I make I make all my beats with the idea of having an MC on the top of them, you know, because that's what that's just what I love and that's what I've always done. So, um, to that end, I've never really I've always I've tried making like an instrumental hip hop track like plenty of times, but yeah, you know, I struggle with it. I just 
and just a sucker for just finding nice loops and loads of chops in there and stuff. And yeah, like I said, when I make it, I'm I'm envisaging, you know, an MC filling in that element that I can't do musically, you know. Um, and that, that's that's really the only way I think about it. I mean, I've as as somebody who doesn't scratch or anything like this, I've always just not really thought even about doing a beat take, for example. But um, yeah. I mean that's that's a good question, mate. I've never really thought about it. I just that's I guess that's my yeah my thing. I'm just like oh yeah, there'll be an MC. I've got to find an MC for this. And what and that's about why I love Bark. Got you. And what about MCs? What are you looking for when you're working with an MC and an artist? Is there any specific qualities you're looking for? Someone who someone who just loves boom bap as much as I do. You know, it's all it's it's of course it's content and stuff. But it's all about it's all about flow as well and yeah. Um, cadence which it is with all hip-hop but for me in particular you know like i've said to you i think you know when we chatted before that i'm i've pretty much just got tunnel vision for that sort of sound and which is a big reason why i like a lot of uk hip-hop these days because it's got it's, you know it's reminiscent of boom bap a lot but um yeah that's that's really it mate i just i just i just i know people that i like and you can hear their tone and i mean it's it's a difficult one to answer because like being on barbara castle is the first time i've really had like a lot of people to work with and they're just they're all dope so yeah. isn't it there's never been that like oh oh should i, I just like i want to work with them all because i just really like them all and they like my beats so it just it comes out nice you know i'm glad you mentioned barbacas so it's um a label i wanted to mention of course in this conversation you've got an ideal relationship with barbacas so how does that come about oh well like so through someone I was working with, actually, he, he basically showed me their SoundCloud, and I was like, "Oh, send him a WhatsApp of one of my beats," because when I'm driving around in the van, I'm always, always listening to my beats, because you know that's just sound checking them and stuff like that, yeah. and the mixes and that. And um, it was, it turned out to be Nathan. Yeah, I, I was, um, I had, a, I had basically like a message off James saying, like, we'd love to have you on board, and you know, I'd listen to their stuff, and they were like, these guys are boom back through and through, and I was just like, yeah, it just seemed really nice guys. They were like, you know, there's. We're not talking about contracts and stuff. We just want to, just want to get you know some creative people together and and mate, it's been an absolute positive through and through journey throughout the whole thing. I mean, I've, I've I don't have enough time to explain to you how much they've done for me and you know what a privilege it is to be part of that journey. You know. <laughs> With the static vibe, Mr. Sub Beats, we the kill with Jurassic vibe. The boom bap raw city, it is a place for. See another brainwave every time I brainstorm. They ain't got the stones for the flow that I'm rocking. Top notch, sling the hammock in the loft ish. 99 problems, but odds ain't one. I've been 99 to 1 since 1991. I got no chill, so ill. I amuse me the super scuba. Yes, it's, it's amazing to see you on this journey and of course just recently you collaborated with blue city for mind map yeah what yeah, was the process for that one well i mean i think myself and case were the first uh, two artists signed onto the label and so <clears throat> you know I'd, I'd, I'd done projects with case so like obviously the first thing i was going to do was like like we should obviously do a project so there was an ep plan from the very beginning but they were they were quite busy. They had, I think, Into the Void coming out and right. and other things. And it, as as soon as it came about, then you know we, we got to work. And I think I think they're both great and talented, so talented. And sonically, they work 
both you know so well together with their different tones and that so it was you know it was a no-brainer well speaking of tongues you explore some really interesting ideas that hover between boom bap and this addition of drum and bass and the tones and textures of drum and bass talk to me about this genre you've created doom bap which is a term you created to define the music you make what's doom bap so um you know and the natural progression uh from me djing drum and bass and i, I was producing hip-hop was just to you know start producing it now and I always loved drums is my thing you know, yeah in hip-hop as well i love making drums so yeah i was just making tunes and i could i could never like i could never finish a track um just you know, I didn't add, add in the musical elements and stuff. It just never worked out. And then, um, I yeah, just randomly one day just thought, you know, got one of my DMB tunes, dropped it back down to like 100 BPM, and just put like a boom back loop on it, and then just put a monster distortion unit you know, on that drum on the drum machine, and it just mm. yeah, just, I was just like, wow, this sounds, this sounds sick. And there's obviously you know, there's a lot of sounds like that out there, and there's been a lot of people doing hip hop and drum and bass, but using like electronic sort of sounding drums, if you know what I mean, like 808s and, and more modern. Whereas the whole appeal for me is that crunchy, like tape, you know, you know tape distortion sort of sound, um, that boom bap sound with, you know, with those bass noises. So yeah. And then that sort of became a, when I'm in a bad mood, I make doom bap, when I'm in a good mood, I make boom bap sort of thing. And, yeah, I've been sat on that for a while, and there's some really exciting projects coming next year, end of this year, um, and that's we're going to start getting that out there basically. And I, I'm excited to see. I think you know, I, or I think or I hope it will appeal to quite a lot of different styles of bass head, you know, um, albeit drum and bass and bass line, dubstep, anything like that, really. Very dope. When we're talking about uh, diversity in production and in hip hop, traditionally in hip hop, on a so called purist side of things, there was this idea that you were often expected to abide by rules or codes creatively. Do you feel like you've had the freedom to be able to evolve the way you want on your terms? Do you feel you've had that freedom? Absolutely. I mean, you initially you, you enjoy that sound so much, you, 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 know, you, st- you strive to copy it essentially. So you don't, you know, those rules and regulations are actually your little sort of code of conduct and practice, I suppose, aren't they? So that's what you're trying to do, you know, yeah. down to copying drum loops when you're first starting off to, you know, finding your own sound around that. And, um, and yeah, that's, but it, there's so many forms to it, you know, there's the, the amount I've learned, picked up and critique, good and bad, I've had of so many people through and through, you know, in Cardiff on the journey and stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just an ever evolving thing, really, isn't it? And, um, and it's and it's fun, you know. At the end of the day, it's fun. Like this, it's it's never a chore. Um, so I, I never I never associate it with any sort of, you know, like any sort of language of that like that. Do you see what I mean? Speaking of fun, we mentioned the project earlier. Mind Map is out there, available streaming on all yeah. platforms. One of my favourite features on that joint features a kill the MC from Jurassic Five, as well as D.W. Smith and of course the executive producer of this podcast, Wolfgang von Vandegast. Indeed. How does that one come about? I mean, you're collaborating with, no doubt, one of your, you know, idols and inspirations as a kid. Jurassic Five. Oh, mate. Kill I mean, like, yeah, I mean, what'd you say? I think, um, I just had a text, um, and I think it was from James, and he was like, oh, how do you feel about Akil the MC doing a feature on the EP? And I think he said, he actually said, I think, on the podcast when they were on, yeah. I sent him a picture of the goosebumps on my arm. That's right. That was just, that was my response. I was like, yeah, like, of course, man. And, you know, 
I mean, that's, I don't even know what to say about it now. That's, that's bucket list stuff. You know, for somebody of that caliber and someone you look up to to just, you know, listen to your beats and, and then choose one and be like, oh, yeah, I want to rap to that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, what, what can you say about that? It's nothing but incredible. Well, it's um, an incredible and, track. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I, you know, as, every, as much as it's amazing having Akil on there, everybody features on there. Um, it's just so sick. Down to um, there's, uh, sorry, we've got honest. There's honest poet on there. There's a track. Um, yep. It's vocalist, and he's amazing. Um, Wolfgang von Vandergas, Blue City, D.W. Smith, all such talented, talented rappers as well. And then of course you've got Akil, um, and all Aaron does as well. Female vocalist on one of the tracks. I mean, everybody just. Yeah, it was just an absolute joy to do. And when you when you're in a situation where you've just got all these people around you, and you know you're not avoiding wanting to work with any of them because they're all, you know, you're just in a, it's just you're in a queue. Like there's there's too much good stuff going on. You almost haven't got time, you know. Um, and mind map just came together so easily for me. It was just a joy to mix every time I got a vocal. Amazing. I stopped what I was doing and just got on it, you know. Let's talk about the other artists on Bad you're working with right now. Talk about working with Unity for the recently released single, Boundaries. Um, so that's one of my favourite beats that I've done in a long time. And she just took doing it justice to another level. She's got such an honest and um, amazing like tone and voice and stuff. And yeah, she just she just did really great. And I, I've met, you know, I met Unity countless times over the years in Cardiff, you know, as when she was breakdancing or performing. And um, we've even had conversations where we're like, oh, yeah, like I'll check you some beats and it never happened. And then, she, you know, she came on board and I was like, well, it's been a long time, but now's the time. And yeah, so we've got plans for an EP as well. But yeah, Boundaries was great. And Very uh, Yeah. Another yeah, really 360 moment for yourself. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's so many of them. It's crazy. I mean, you know, like Jaffa doing cuts on those little tracks and, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy, mate. Incredible. I just really enjoy. I just really enjoy myself, and um, that's that's kind of all there is to it. It's my hobby, you know. I don't have a games console. I don't have anything like that. I just I have my Mac and a copy of Reason and my you know my MPD. Do you? That, that's it. Do you have any set routines that help you tap into a creative space at all? Um, that's a really good question because. I mean, if I w- even if I wasn't blessed with all the great things happening at Bard and being involved in that, like a, a massive reason why I make music is it's just medicine, like for my anxiety and stuff. Right. You know? um, it really helps. And so actually, if if none of this was happening, I'd, I'd be doing it anyways. Um, so it's kind of like sometimes it's a, it's a need, um, and sometimes and it becomes you know it becomes a joy then, and sometimes I just I just do it. And I've got quite a um, when I'm making hip hop, especially I've got quite like a hassle-free way of going about things, which sort of avoids... I don't, writer's block doesn't come around a lot because of the because of the process that I use, um, if that makes any sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah it, it, sort of, it never really comes up. I mean, there's times when my wife will just come and give me my laptop and be like, go make some tunes because she can tell or something, you know? Um, so it's just, part, it's just part of everything, part of the routine. <laughs> Finding me, I 
need to push to feel like there's something to believe I lean against the current, swim upstream from the sea Believe what you please, but please don't judge me If I'm to be biting me, I need to push to feel like there's something to believe So I lean against the current, swim upstream from the sea Believe what you please, but please don't judge me This lonely road, well worn with thorns, horns of birds so would you say you were a perfectionist? Uh, yeah, I think I think you've got to be, haven't you? I think anybody would be lying slightly if they didn't have some, you know, massive geek out element to them or OCD or and I'm like I'm a, I'm a plaster in my daily plaster in my daily life, so perfectionist and OCD is, is part of it. But yeah, massively. I mean. And the yeah. reason I ask that is because it does seem that way. The way you orchestrate everything you release and record, I do get that impression that you very much care about the approach. And of course, of course, the you know the final the outcome of that track. But it does sound like you're very much a perfectionist. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to think that way. And and I've and like I've already mentioned, I've I've got the best best tools for the job that I can possibly have, which is. You know, not only rappers, but the support network, and because yeah. uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't text Akil and say, "Can you jump on this track?" Like those incredibly hardworking, you know, head honchos at the label made that happen, as they have done with many, many other things. So, you know, I'm indebted to them constantly. Is it always easy to translate what an artist wants, as far as the tones and textures they're looking for in a beat? Um, What's because. The process? Um, I'm going to give you another grey air answer here because, I mean, when you when you talk about working with artists, other than the odd moment in time when I was in Cardiff where you know might given someone a beat and they recorded and gone out on a little project, my only real experience with it on a sort of um, you know more active basis is with Bard. So, um, it's, there's never I've, I've never there's never been a brief like I've never I've never really experienced that it's like oh Al I love your beats can you send me some of your beats and I send them the beats and they're like oh I love them like and then they send me their verses back and I was like this is sick like this, I'm loving this and we're having a really nice time and it's just that like uh, there's no, there's no like I think I I would struggle to write to a brief um, because because I don't search I don't search for anything in particular when I make a beat. I'll literally like I'll find a tune and I just play it over a drum loop, and something will come up at some point, right. you know. Um, and that's where it's sort of you don't get too much creative block because there's always a happy accident around the corner. If if not, you know. Yeah, I just I haven't really had an experience. I think Cam Solo said one time he was like, "Oh, can you make me like a Pete Rock beat?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all day, mate." Like he's one of my massive influences, <laughs> and that's fine. But if someone came to me and they were like, "Oh, I want like a..." this sort of sounding I'd, I'd struggle with that you know i put i put too much pressure on myself and it wouldn't you know it wouldn't work out um i'm not i'm never choosing what i'm going to do it's whatever i'm sampling would determine that you know? right right and from what i understand a lot of these tracks um are ideas from jamming at studios like pirate pirate studios how many jam sessions at pirate studios have turned into ideas for songs and projects oh every, every single one like three four five um, three, four, five. Because you know, when you go on, you go and have that jam element. Um, I, I'll just, I, I basically just, I'll get a sample going, and I'm just making, I'll keep the drum loop going, and I'm just making the beat there and then. And you know, the way, the way I sample, I, I quite often get five, six, sometimes more beats out of one track. You know, yeah. Um, 
so every single time I've gone down there, I've made made a beat and and they've been like, oh, and quite a lot. I think um, that's and in quite a lot of situations, that's then been a beat that we've worked on as a project. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actively always making always making beats. Um, and of course, there's so much coming up. There's so much on your plate coming out on Bad uh, this year, and I believe next year as well. What's coming out? Um, well, there's the other two parts of the, the trilogy of EPs um, with Joe Blow. Do we have a timeline? Uh, December for Born Leader, which is the second one, and the third one, Survivor, I believe, will be around the end of January. Nice. Um, we've also there's. I mean, that's the one I know the timelines of. I've got about four EPs sat there uh, with with K-Souls, just you know, which we're going to try and put out next year. Um, and an EP we've been talking about doing with um, uh, Unity. Uh, Ork Kuiper and I have already recorded an EP some time ago, actually, and really? that needs to get wrapped up. Uh, myself and Rolo have got an EP recorded. I think there's a couple more tracks that need to record his verses on. Uh, myself and Wolfgang von Vandergast got Bangers for Breakfast, an EP, and that's... That's got Syntax and Michael Parkinson on it as well, which nice. is you know, two heroes of mine in the UK. And yeah, just just so so much. And it's it's easy for me in that sense because I make so many beats. So if someone's like, Oh, do you want to do an EP? or I say that to them, they're just like, Yeah, give me some beats. I'm like, Oh, here's ten beats just now, because they're there. Um and then my side's not done, but it's then down to them to write to all of them. So I've got so much on the go, and, the, and it's and it's going to be great. The only time we'll get stressful is if everybody decides to record everything at the same time, and then I've suddenly got like eight EPs to mix at the same time. But um, you know, just want to work with everybody, mate. Everybody. Does uh, does that ever get challenging? You mentioned juggling between projects. Do you ever worry or struggle with maintaining a certain aesthetic? in you know creating and approaching projects when you're working with so many is that ever challenging for you um no because again it is it is something that's fun and you know i think if i was handling the mastering side of it then it might start getting stressful but yeah like i said these are all really talented artists so yeah i mean there's nothing dull about someone saying sent with a screenshot of a wee transfer link you know like oh the vocals are here it's a moment for you every time uh, every time it's like Christmas, man, because it's the final piece of the puzzle for me. Like I was saying, I, I make those beats, you know, with an MC, you know, having somebody on adding that like sonic element on top. So when that comes through in the post, so to speak, you know, it's the, the final touches. And especially now having worked with them, you know, everyone a few times, I've got I've got a good idea in my mind, you know, what what you know, everybody's got that frequency that needs nasal frequency that needs dipping out and etc. etc. And I just got a bit of a you know a template and stuff now. Nice, nice. What about visuals? You've just appeared recently in Unity's video, if I'm right in saying that. Do you have any plans to be in videos in the future? Yeah, I'd like, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed doing that. And um, Yasmin did a great job on that video, and um, Amelia, you know, found a great location, and it was it was really good fun. Um, and I think there's to anybody I've done an EP with, there's always talk like we should do a video for one of these, and um, it's just you know, it's, I guess it's time and yeah. time and expense, and um, you know, like the only sacrifice that really happens when it comes to doing these things is that I just end up staying up till like two or three o'clock in the morning, just getting <laughs> on it. You know, I used to have a running joke with K Souls because he'd send me he'd send me a message at about eleven o'clock at night saying oh, I just sent you the verses, and I was like, mate, well. 
just I know that's the end of it like don't send me anything past nine o'clock because you know even if I'm just about to go to bed and you send me that text message I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up and go and download those stems and start mixing it you know so Walking with a rhyme in my head as the daylight starts to fade I see the sun setting on a beautiful day Writing lines by the lakeside The water rippling as the swans glide by the sunlight Listening. You're working on beats late at night Do you have like a survival pack? What are the five things you need in the studio next to your vape? Yeah, so there's there'd be my, yeah, my nicotine vape, my CBD vape They're both there A cup of tea I'm big. I'm big on the old grey at the moment. <laughs> Loving my old grey, mate. And um, just gotta be patient, in you? It's a longer brew. Um, yeah. And uh, mate, pineapple and mango squash. Okay. Like, what more can you ask for? No snacks. I, you know, I don't. I, we could go in, mate. Like, it's, I've got. I'm on Roysters crisps this week. Roysters it changes, crisps. Yeah. There's always a like a sl- slightly retro journey going on with the snacks as well as the beats. You know. <laughs> got to be done i love that fueling the hunger that's it mate yeah where are people able to find you out online and hear these projects we've been talking about where can they hear these projects well um all of my stuff is up on um all the major streaming platforms so spotify amazon google play um, and itunes etc and then you can find me on instagram as mr substance uk as well um just had as we discussed earlier alpha ego uh, ep drop with joe blow recently and mind map with the voice from blue city as well and as we discussed plenty plenty of projects coming up to drop including ones with joe next month and yeah tons really excited i first met terms uh, substance uh, at a hip-hop um open mic night uh, he was there with one of his friends and I went into the toilet to go for a piss and he walked in and you know I started to piss everywhere and you know pissed all over my shoe and I I, I looked up at him and said hey hey buddy what, what are you doing and he said I can do what I want I'm Mr. Substance born in 1983 my real name too long for me to speak more powers done the power and army yeah. dad British mum Belgium dual nationality taught French from birth now spoken fluently my dad in the RAF we travelled a lot Europe, Saudi Arabia, just a handful of spots This made it tough to lay down any roots I lived in Belgium, went to an international school When I was eight came the greatest change Seemed it happened too soon, but no damage or doom My folks thought though the most rational move Was to send me off to boarding school I was an anxious kid, night terrors and dark thoughts A traumatic incident started it all My next door neighbour died, think that was part of the cause The panic attacks were so hardcore At boarding school, I was so homesick Miss my family, the phone calls were a joke It's cause I only saw them at the end of the I wish I could show my appreciation for this podcast I wish I could respond to it somehow Or be notified in the future when Fly, Fidelity Updates cause it's so great But I don't think there's a way I can do any of those things Uh oh, you're wrong (laughs) Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud And never miss an episode Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. My people saw you with me where you were.